Miserably more. A new sermon series for us as we consider many things in our lives. Notwithstanding the great benevolence of God uh, in us and working through us, God blesses us in so many ways. And for that, we can do no other but say thanks. For that, we can do no other but respond to his uh, provision, his every provision in our lives, the way he deeply blesses us spiritually, for the ways that he meets us at the point of our every need, he does so immeasurably more. It is uh, not uncommon for children to have vivid imaginations. The sky is the limit when it comes to such things. It's fun to watch kids and their imaginations just kind of play out, sometimes in their play, uh, sometimes in the things that they say, certainly in what they dream. Kids can imagine themselves being school teachers, police officers, uh, great athletes, even superheroes. Their, their imaginations are without bound. Putting on a Halloween costume only nurtures those imaginations. Our guys always seemed to live the part of their costume. And their guys are doing the, the exact same. We all know as we uh, have gone through the week that the Powerball reached over $800 million. Uh, who of us hasn't paused when you start hearing about those numbers? Uh, who of us hasn't uh, imagined about what we would do if we hit the lottery? We can only imagine. We ask ourselves, would we continue to work? Would we travel the world? Would we, would we give it all away? Who would we become? Our imaginations begin to, uh, begin to, to be nurtured, and they, they go without bound. And then in that split second, the bubble bursts, and we realize that we have a greater chance of getting struck by lightning than winning the $800 million Powerball. As a disclaimer, I don't play the lottery. With my luck, I'd probably win, and then I'd have to deal with the headlines. United Methodist Pastor wins $800 million playing Powerball. Oh, well. A healthy imagination is a good thing. It can help us dream about what is possible, what might be, and who we might become. A healthy imagination. The things of God are so much more than, than anything we could ever imagine. It comes to us to be open to, to those things and experience them to the very depth of our souls. We read about such things in a wonderful passage from Ephesians 3, verses 20 through 21. It talks about the, the, the great things, even the unimaginable things that are ours in God through Jesus Christ. So let's read, if we will, uh, Ephesians uh, 3, 20 through 21. Let's hear this from God's Word. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. This is God's word for God's people. Thanks be to God. 
Some of you may be aware that my father-in-law, John Spaulding, made a practice of repeating that passage as a benediction at the conclusion of every worship service he ever led. If uh, Ephesians 3, uh, 3, 20 through 21 is not a benediction, then it certainly is a doxology, a doxology and praise of God. Those of us who heard Cheryl's dad often have had that passage memorized for a long time. I never asked dad, or Cheryl's dad why he used that passage as he did, but I, I figure that it had a lot to do with the triumphant way God intersects our lives, sometimes in surprising ways and in other times in ways that are far beyond our imaginations. To give a nod to Cheryl's dad, using Ephesians 3, 20 and 21 as a benediction. It is a great thing to have on your mind as you leave worship, that I'm now beginning to enter life, beginning to enter service, and um, there are unimaginable things beyond my comprehension that are about to take place. Ephesians 3, 20 and 21 certainly has a way of, of lifting us beyond what is the mundane, and sets our imaginations on God's good work. Paul writes Ephesians from, from prison. It's one of his, his epistle, uh, uh, one of his uh, prison epistles. Prison afforded uh, Paul the opportunity to do a couple of things. In prison, at least he could write, and he could certainly pray. Paul does both of these marvelously in Ephesians 3. Ephesians 3 is some of Paul's best writing and quite honestly, some of his best praying. There is a, a sweeping beauty to what he writes here, not only in the way that he writes, but in the things that he, that he brings forward. In Ephesians 3, 14 through 19, Paul offers a wonderful prayer for those who, who make up the church. Paul is essentially praying for those who are in the church, those pointedly that are in the church in, in Ephesus. He, he longs to, to, to build them up. And so he prays that, that for them that they would be strengthened in the power of the Holy Spirit. Paul prays that, that Christ would dwell in them richly. Paul prays that they would be able to grasp the, the depths of God's love in Jesus Christ. And all of this with an interest that they would be filled with the fullness of God's presence. And as they are filled with the fullness of God's presence, those sort of unimaginable things begin to take place. It is always good to experience the power and the love of God's presence in our lives those things help us to, to move beyond where we are to the very places that God would have us to be. In Ephesians 3, 20 and 21, Paul helps us consider the vastness of God's power. It really is a, a focus of this, this wonderful passage. And if we're honest with ourselves, we only begin to scratch the surface when it comes to that power in our lives. 
Those of you who uh, know me well know that I'm not terribly handy when it comes to technology. I just know enough to get by. And sometimes I play a little dumb on it so I can have somebody else to do what I could have done. The staff are both laughing here. I can only, I can only scratch the surface when it comes to com computers. I know they are capable of so much more than what I asked them to do. They have great potential, but yet I only scratch the surface of that potential. The same is true for so many when it comes to their relationship with God. They only begin to scratch the surface of the potential of the sort of life that God has for them in Jesus Christ. Some don't engage at all. Others only dabble. And because of that, they miss out. In some cases, they miss out on so much, they don't even realize what they've missed. Paul puts it this way, God is able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine, according to his power at work within us. That power is no more clearly demonstrated than in Christ's resurrection from the dead. Yeah, let's not forget about the resurrection. The greatest show of power God, uh, God ever did, Christ conquered the grave. And that fact alone emboldens us, those who follow Jesus, to, uh, to, to live in the power that God seeks to give us. It comes to, to us then to, to leave ourselves open to that power, to seek after that power, to not rest at all until we, uh, we find ourselves open and God's power comes flooding in and, and begins to move not only in us but also through us. We need not rest without that power a part of our lives. God's power is able to carry us through life in triumphant fashion, regardless of whatever it is we face. Now, we need to hear that because every one of us are facing all sorts of challenges, some large, some that, that make a tremendous difference in life, others that, that just seem to be that, that daily grind. God is able to carry us through in triumphant fashion as His power involves itself in our lives. God's power is able to transform us from the inside out. And because of that, we are able to stand strong no matter what. It's always good to, to have that inner strength, that inner strength that, that comes from the very power of God to make us different people. And in that inner strength, we are able to stand strongly no matter what is going on around us. God's power is able to help us overcome when all else encourages us to give up. And that current is, is very much a part of our lives. Who of us hasn't felt like giving up? But yet the power of God helps us to overcome. In a culture that is uh, all about 
accumulating more and more stuff, hear this. The immeasurably more Paul talks about has to do with the power of God making a supreme difference in our lives, whether we find ourselves in plenty or in want. So this stuff of immeasurably more, which does form the foundation for our financial stewardship campaign, really cuts much, much deeper than just dollars and cents. In fact, it strikes to the very core of who we are. It strikes to the heart. And the sort of spiritual abundance that we share as we know and experience God's love and power for our lives. Immeasurably more has really nothing to do with the the so-called gospel of prosperity, that if I somehow just connect myself with God, then then all sorts of stuff is going to come my way. In fact, that way of thinking only serves to limit our experience of God if it's only going to be on, focused on temporal things, on the things that we get, the things that, that are bestowed upon us. We miss so much when, when our focus is on the temporal instead of those things that really do make a difference deep within, those things that are immeasurably more than we could ever ask or ever imagine. God's not some divine Santa Claus. He's not into piling on immeasurably more stuff into our lives. God is all about, though, taking care of our needs, not so much our wants, but always taking care of our needs. He's all about touching our hearts, blessing us, providing for us, filling us, even to the overflowing. He is about touching us profoundly, immeasurably more than we could ever ask or think. He's about filling us to the overflowing with His grace and love, which, after all, is certainly more important, more profound than any material possession could ever provide. We will hear it at Christmas which is, by the way, just around the corner, we might as well hear it right now. With God, nothing is impossible. God's power never fails. God can do do anything, you know. You know, we just look out on creation today and we see the change of seasons literally before before our eyes. God can can do far more than we could ever imagine or think. His power goes beyond even what we ask for. God hears our requests. There's no doubt about that. His plan, though, is, is to eclipse even those requests. His, his gaze extends far f- further than, than ours. God always knows what's best. God guides us according to his love. And in these things and in so much more, no no wonder God's answer to our prayer is prayers rather is, is beyond what we could ever ask or even imagine. So let's go ahead and ask. And in asking, 
Let's uh, look forward with excitement to the great things that God has in store. When it comes to to God's power in in our lives, it's always a a matter of of the possible, not the impossible. Abundance, not scarcity. And the positive, not, not the negative. You see, we have every reason to be hopeful in this immeasurably more. We have every reason to be optimistic. After all, God is on our side. Sometimes we, we forget about that. We, uh, we don't often claim that as much as we, as we should. Norman Vincent Peale, years and years ago, coined the phrase, the power of positive thinking. And there is power in positive thinking. It can turn an otherwise gloomy disposition into one that is much brighter. It can change how we view our lives and the world around us. It is, there is a power in positive thinking. But optimism for Optimism's sake has its limits. It really can only take us so far. As those who follow Jesus, we have every reason to be optimistic, even beyond just the power of positive thinking. In in Christ, God's work, God is at work uh, in, in all power to bring about his good purposes. God is actively at work to bring about his good for those who who love him and are called according to his purposes. And that good is immeasurably more than we could ever ask for and even imagine. God is with us, and he is able to do far more abundantly than we could ever comprehend. That applies not only to us as individuals, And I pray that we are experiencing that that power in in our lives. But it applies also to the church. And I pray that we experience that as we gather together uh, in in our corporate worship, as we gather together in, in small groups, as we gather together in our conversations in support of one another, that we are experiencing the immeasurably more of God's good work in our life as a church. So let me give you something to, to, to take with you today. Let me in, in, encourage you to take with you these, uh, these two letters. Uh, let them, them soak in. And those, those letters are, are these. I am. I am. Immeasurably more. Let that soak in. I am, of course, uh, stands for immeasurably more. When times are tough, remember I am. Just repeat that. Let it, let it soak into your mind and, and heart. Just let it be, a, be one of those natural responses. And if not a, a natural response, and a supernatural response to, to help uh, bring your mind and heart to the place that God is indeed attempting to do immeasurably more in your life. So when times are, are tough, Remember, I am. It stands for immeasurably more. When you don't know what direction to head, remember, I am. It stands for 
immeasurably more. God has great things in store. When, when you're really weighed down, remember, I am. It, it stands for immeasurably more. Even when things are going great, remember, I am. It stands for immeasurably more even beyond the great things that may be happening in, in, in that present moment, know that there is immeasurably more just around the corner. God has so much to bestow upon our lives, and it comes to us to respond, to respond faithfully, to respond full of trust, to respond by, by laying ourselves aside to his service, responding by giving him all that we are. And in that, we will experience that, that I am, that immeasurably more. And we'll find that happening more and more as we open ourselves to God's good power. So now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Let's pray together. Thanks, God. Thanks for being with us. Thanks, Lord, for uh, touching our lives, for involving yourself uh, in in who we are and what we're about. Thank you, Lord, for leading and guiding us. Thank you, Lord, for your power, your power that brings about immeasurably more into our lives and into the life of the church. God, we pray that your power would be evident. We pray that it would be evident in, in who we are, that it would be uh, evident in who we are as a church, we, we pray, Lord, for your great, great will and work to be done. So, God, we pray for your love, for your power. We pray, Lord, that your will would be done. We pray that you would be evident for all to see. And in that, may you gain all the praise and glory as we seek to express it individually and as we certainly do as a church, we praise your holy name. We give you glory, the glory that is due you. And we thank you. We can do no other but thank you. Lord, we love you. We need you. We seek to give you our lives. And we ask this prayer in the name of Jesus, trusting in the power of that name, for today's world. Amen.